0: doesn't seem possible does it that it is already sunday it's 12 noon i'm russ came it always seems impossible to me anyway and this is men's radio station where men really talk we're coming at you 100 percent live from our studio based in the heart of london in covent garden with me is rocking the decks as always boy wonder producer uh, james blake and Howdy. and and uh, just 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 wait just just don't 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 big it up james don't big it up and uh looking after all matters of social media and keeping everybody in order dennis rh it's too complicated i just uh, thanks to my guest i'm just going to call him dennis rh because i always mispronounce it even though i've known him now for several months Mm -hmm. dennis welcome um you know, it, it's an interesting thing, just before we start with our, with our first guest, who is fascinating. I, I had a meeting with him prior to this a few weeks ago, and I was uh, gobsmacked, I think is the word. And I think you will be too when you, talk, when you, you hear what he has to say. It's revolutionary. Um, it says something great, doesn't it? It's nice to find something great in these horrible, bitter, twisted, divided times. It's nice, I think, to try and find something good to say. And um, yesterday, being Saturday, a million people marched. Now, whether you believe it with their cause or whether you don't believe their cause, that's not the point I'm making. It says something fantastic about the United Kingdom, that a million people can march through one of the major cities of the world, London, no trouble, no anxiety, just people out to exercise what they feel is their democratic right. And it's um, really the ethos that we always wanted when Howard Jameson, my co founder and I started Men's Radio Station, following on from Women's Radio Station, that you may not always agree with whatever the guests are saying, but at least we we listen and you listen and you know, you you see it in a Un- unambiguous way where we don't have to get into the horrible, revolting feuding and trolling that you see sometimes, especially on Twitter, and, and some of the bitterness on Facebook is a shocker. Uh, speaking of Facebook, we are up on Facebook Live, so uh, if you were marching yesterday, well, bravo to you. You know, you got out of your homes and you went and you went and did it. I know there's going to be the other side of the argument. They'll be marching and um, I hope you march with the same dignity that everybody else, and it sounds weird, but that British sense of humour. Some of those placards were just so damn witty, and that, that's what defines us as a nation, you know. Other countries that have had the that have had the military out, that have had the army out, you know, it's getting to that stage, right? Not in Britain. We're okay. Just some sort of serious tut-tutting. That's what we would do. My first guest, um, an extraordinary fellow. Um, as I said, I, I had a meeting with him with uh, Howard Jameson, and I thought wow just got to get this guy on the show his name is kevin lay kevin hello and welcome to men's radio station hi there and thank you, thank My, you. Uh, well thank you for fighting you know finding time i know you're the slightly busier than god at the moment but thank you very much you are a progressive therapy practitioner mm-hmm. what does that mean
1: oh um, first of all I, I became a therapist about 20 years ago uh, prior to that I had a corporate career uh, prior to that I did work in different parts of the world doing different things um, the reason I got into it initially was I, I was quite ill 20 years ago I had um, um, I had a massive tumor on my kidney and the oh the, my god I never knew that yeah wow. the, the, the odds of me coming through the procedure were 90% which I thought were pretty good and then the surgeon told me actually it was 90% not in my favour. The other way. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay. Gee. I said, well, I'll be in the 10%. And he said, well, it's a nice positive attitude, but you don't get to choose. At which point I said, well, you don't either. So I'll be in the 10%. I've
0: got to stop you. How did you, it just sounds really trite, but you're thinking I got a 10% chance of coming through this after yeah. the anaesthetic. That's the last thing I'm going to know. Yeah. Uh, did you did you say did you make your peace? Did you say goodbye yeah, yeah, to people? Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, Just, just, yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah,
0: I, okay. I didn't have children at the time.
1: Um, uh, was, was married at, at, at that moment, but uh, not, not anymore. But um, no, it, I, I never actually had in my head anything other than I'll see you in recovery. Wow, it was just that was just what I had in my head. Um, and I remember waking up actually in recovery and my, my my ex standing there uh, crying who was a uh, medic anyway i mean should oh, she, she, she a doctor you know she, she knew exactly what was going on and the surgeon looking down at me saying we're well, a tenacious little git aren't you <laughs> and i'm like well <laughs> yeah here i am you know <laughs> hi told you so kind of thing hmm. and i was actually in intensive care uh, afterwards i was i was in a significant amount of pain and a couple of beds down from me was a guy that had uh, a chronic myeloid leukemia and it was you know, life-limiting right. and uh, we, we got on and you know we have that kind of uh, ga- gallows kind of humor I'd wake up in the morning and sort of look across and go are you still here kind of thing and he'd be like yeah yeah, so because I, pin- I want I want that book that you're reading you know yeah it was you know twist twisted kind of humor like that but it, it got through the day and his brother used to come in every day and um, at the end of one of the um, visiting sessions he came across the end of my bed and he sort of said, he said hi i'm 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 mike and he said um i'm 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 john's brother i said yeah i kind of know he said i understand you're in a lot of pain and i'm like what no shit you know what what gave that away the 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 screaming the yelling (laughs) the moaning the whinging and he went would you like to control your pain and i said well i can't i'm on maximum morphine if they give me any more morphine they'll have to ventilate me and they don't want to do that right. and they just literally can't give me any more i'm junked up the eyeballs and um he went no no he said would you like to control your pain i can teach you some hypnosis and nlp techniques that will, will help you quickly what's what's nlp uh it's neurolinguistic programming cool. yeah and um which i hadn't got a clue about at the time and he and i'm like well yeah, thank you, but no. I mean, my background is engineering and physics. It's, it's, so it's highly prefer- practical, in other very, words. very left brain, very analytical, very sort of you know. And he he said to me two amazing questions which I will never ever forget. And he said, "Okay, well, where are you going right now?" And I thought, "Okay, now now you're winding me up because I drips in each arm and wires <laughs> everywhere. Obviously, nowhere." Uh, and he said, "Okay," and he said, well, what have you got to lose?" And when you ask a logical minded person that question, the yeah. brain goes into overload because it's right. like, I'm I'm trying to, we call it a transderivational search where the brain's trying to look for a solution for it. And I couldn't answer him. I'm like, oh, well, okay, then go on, give it a go. But I'll be resistant. He went, fine. And about 40 minutes later, <laughs> I guess. I, I had no pain. I was in total. In 40 minutes? I was in total bliss, just floating on the cushion of, couldn't care less, and just had no pain. Like now, still in the hospital. Well, so. yeah, I was still in the hospital. Now, what was interesting was, you know, he said, okay, I'll, I'll see you then. I slept really well at, that, that night. I remember waking up in the morning and to kind of validate it, the nurses were coming around, you know, getting my charts and looking at it, going, oh, you're feeling better then. No, like, am I? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, you didn't wake us up twice in the night for a, a Voltrol yeah. um, top up. Um, and, you know, and you, you've slept all the way through. And the other thing is you have this little thing called a PCA where you press self-medication to, 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 to get morphine yeah. in. And I've been clicking it like you wouldn't believe. And um, I hadn't been doing it. I'd literally stopped because it records every time you click right. it. It doesn't deliver every time you click it, but it records it. And they said, well, you know, yeah. I then put it to, well, okay, it's just all the cascade effect of all the previous drugs have built up. And yeah, there's the everything's so everything's I, I logicized everything. it. Uh, in my in my head, just you because know, that's happened. what I would do. I'd yeah, say, yeah, yeah, oh, to, to, it's, it's totally. a coincidence. Yeah, totally. And he came in later that day and sort of said, "Hi, how you doing?" And I uh, went, "Well, actually, I do, I do feel a lot better." So, but I think it's just you know, fine. He didn't want to take any credit. He didn't try and convince me. He didn't try and sort of you know convert me or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, and. He gave me a book and he said, y- you might like to read this. Cause I-, I know you're into sort of science and you know structure and things. So, and he gave me a book called Frogs Into Princes by Richard Bandler, who's the guy that created, or one of the guys that created neuro-linguistic programming. And um, he said, he's a mathematician and sort of scientist. Like, yeah, oh, okay. So I started to read this book, not realising that the whole book is a hypnotic script. Oh. So I'm reading this book and I'm testing all the techniques out as I'm, as I'm reading the book, thinking, Wow, this was if I don't like something, I kind of push it off in the distance, i grey it all out or kind of Vaseline it all out. Yeah, it's got less of an impact. And then I tried other techniques and I found every technique that I was doing because they're in the book, I'm finding these are working. So I read it and then I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. And I thought, all right, I need to read it again. And this time I want to be analytical and critical. So I started to read the book for the second time. I'm About a third, half the way through it the second time when he came in for the evening. Um, sort of session. And um, he said, Oh, yeah, how you doing? He said, Oh, see, so you're getting on with the book. So, getting on, I, I've already read it once. You know, I so said, This yeah. is my second reading of it. He went, Oh, right. I said, It's, it's amazing. So, have you got anything else like this? He went, I thought you might say that. Bang on the end of the desk. <laughs> about 15 books. Like, and he said, Get through that a lot. So, I started reading all these books on NLP and hypnosis and Erickson and various other people and became absolutely fascinated by it. And then when I left hospital, I thought, okay, um, once I've healed up, I'm going, to, I'm going to find a course in this. So I, I I found a guy that was local to me because I was quite lazy, didn't want to travel too far. Uh, the transformational school in Nottingham, where I lived at the time, and went and met the guy that ran the school. And we, we got on, and I did the training course and qualified and certified. Um, I then met a little while after, after that. Was, I won't go into the whole story, but I, I managed to bump into Paul McKenna. And Paul and I became very good friends, and then Paul and I sort of were talking about NLP because I'd done psychotherapy and I'd done hypnosis by now, I was qualified in that. And then Paul suggested that I look at NLP, and I said, "Well, I've read all the books." And he went, "No, you really need to do the course." I went, no, I've read all the books, and you need to do the course. Mm. So, what was know. Paul doing
0: at the time? Because, uh, as as you know, you and I yeah, know yeah. that I, Paul, Paul and I worked Paul, together Paul on had, radio.
1: Um, Paul, had he had Paul,
0: he left Paul, Capital
1: by then? Uh, yeah, yeah, and he'd kind of. Um, got Paul McKenna training going with Michael Breen and Richard Butler. My, yes, um, Michael And Breen, so and uh, between them all they had they, forgotten. Um, yeah no, my, my, Michael's a cool guy. Uh, very uh, nice oh, yeah, guy. Very, very yeah, nice guy. Very, great, very clever guy. I haven't
0: heard his name for ages.
1: And um, anyway I went and did the course and realised that hey they were right you actually need to go and immerse yourself in the course to really get it. You can't, mm. you can't pick it up from a book. It's like sort of saying well okay I've read every book there is on how to drive a car now give me a car. You know, you, you've got to immerse yourself in the experience. You have to um, do the practical before you... Th- yeah, it's like getting onto a plane and the pilot saying, hi, my name's you know, Captain Smith, I'm your pilot today, and I just want to reassure you, I've read every book there is in the theory of flight, and I've read every technical manual there is on this plane. I've never flown before. Yeah, you, know, actually, you You'd yeah. feel a bit uncomfortable. So so I kind of got it from As that As you were element. heading for the door. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Feel like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me out at 50,000 feet. Um, so, so, yeah, that... I, I then, when I when I completed the NLP training, I thought, okay, you know, I just had this epiphany. I was I was flying up to Scotland because um, I was still a director of a of a company at the time, doing really well in corporate land, and um, I was on the plane going up to Scotland. I remember it was April the third, and we had a meeting at Glen Eagles, and uh, I got picked up at the airport. And when I went into the directors' meeting for that day, and I was the chairman of the meeting that day, So, okay. Before we start, I need to make an announcement. Um, I'm i'm done i'm quitting uh i'm 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 going i'm yeah, you know, I hadn't got a clue what I
0: was gonna do um but yeah you know, i'm I'm done with this I want to do something else but um, what was what was the the driving force that i mean clearly you were successful, you don't fly up to Glen Eagles and chair a meeting if you're not, so it's a huge leap of faith. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot T- of people totally. listening now will go, well, yeah, I don't really like what I'm doing and I would like to do it. It could yeah. be whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. But why did you feel sufficiently confident, Kevin, to do that? Um, because I negotiated a year's salary. Oh, fair um. <laughs> <laughs> so. ever, the pr- ever the practical man, <laughs> so, Kevin Lay. Uh,
1: so I, 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 I kind of had a year buffer and, and I knew that if everything went wrong, I could step back into corporate quite comfortably. Um, but I didn't really want to I kind of I also have this thing in my head that you, you can't really have your feet in two camps. You know, I couldn't be a, a, a corporate executive and a practicing therapist. I, I just it, just my head doesn't do that.
2: Well, they're quite different worlds. As they're, well, they're, they're they?
1: totally. I mean actually what's happened is I, I ran and developed a very successful practice um, and December last year, I decided, okay, I'm done. I've been doing this nearly 20 years now. I don't want to do therapy anymore. Now, saying that, I will because I've changed the way I work. I I work over Skype with most of my stuff. Now I'll still do three a week because that, you know, pays the bills and you know, it's, it's a lifestyle kind of business with that. Um, but we're developing an app at the moment, and I want to focus solely and develop and devote all my time networking and talking to people about and working with that. Um, and I can't do that while I've got a therapist hat on. I've kind of got to step back into corporate mode. Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny how you've kind of gone
2: full I've circle. I've gone full circle, and I'm stepping now consider. back
1: into corporate mode. I'm going to Institute of Directors meetings, I'm going to FSB meetings, uh, I'm going to expos here, there and everywhere and chatting to everyone that I can. Uh, I'm at the Royal Society of Medicine next week uh, where they've got a thing on the medical apps, which is what ours will You're be right. blanketed under. So, I've kind of, so it's back to, you know... Change three, 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 three piece suits, and you know, I'm, I'm, how does that, I, I, does I'm that dress feel, up again? Does that feel so. comfortable and familiar, or does that feel mm. no? It feels okay. Do you know, I, I went to a directors' meeting uh the other night, which is like a small mastermind group of a bunch of directors in uh, Shropshire, where I live, and it was actually really nice to be just sort of chatting to guys about corporate stuff again. And realizing that actually, all right, I've been out of the saddle for a long time, but right. I'll, I'll kind of jump back on the horse pretty quickly, and I'm okay. And it's quite interesting that the value that I can bring to that environment now, with all the experience of psychology and psychotherapy and all the stuff I've learned from that element of it, has got some
0: value. So, when you're in a meeting, so, Kevin, when you're in a meeting like that, and you know, I'm ex corporate world as well. Yeah. I was a corporate writer for many, many years, coming out of the advertising and then going into basically corporate communications. When you're in a meeting now, it must be almost impossible for you to dump or leave outside the boardroom door mm. everything you know about NLP. Are you analysing yeah. everyone around um, the table? Y- you, try, <laughs> y- y- you
1: try not to, but you can't help it. You, you, you can tell by, I mean, I, I studied um, a guy called Paul Ekman who does uh, micro expression readings of faces and you know, how people think. And you can pretty much see what people are thinking. Um, a, 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 I'm a, getting nervous. A, yeah, but, but you can <laughs> don't uh, invite him on, James. I don't want him. But, here. but you can play with this as well. I mean, you, you can you can do all kinds of things. I mean, if I ask all three of you now to just get these numbers in your head, I think mm. we, we mm. did this the other day. All right. yeah, yeah. So, so you two guys just do this. Get get these numbers in your head. Seventy-eight. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Did, deduct from that your age, and that will give you a number. Got that?
2: Don't make me do mess live on air. (laughs) So so
1: 78 minus your age. Yeah. That will give you a number. Add to that 40. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the year that you were born? Or one one year out. You're one year out. Because you've already had your birthday this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I have. have. Dennis? Um, Yeah. One year yeah. out, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've already had your birthday. Ninety-four, already. wow, yeah. ninety. Yeah. So you can play wow. that, and <laughs> but but, but, it, it, right. but it's, it's it's this, this is, is way, it's born. actually ninety-five when I was born. But just just shut up. <laughs> this is, this is where up. it gets Get playful. I did a networking event last last week, and there were probably about fifty people in the room. It was actually on Friday, so okay. Every everybody stand up, so everybody stood up, so okay. And we did that exercise, and so, so if I got, and out of the 50, 49 all sat down. And there's like one guy standing up and said, you've already had your birthday, haven't you? You went, yeah. last well, week." So I went, cool, w- sit down. What um, is
2: the, for lack of a better word, the science behind that? Um, it, that? It's nice. It's, it's, is it's, it's it just like a party trick? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a party <laughs> trick.
1: I was um, well impressed. But, I sat yeah. at the coffee table yeah. going, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But, was... but, but when you get a room full of people like that, like if you haven't, uh, could you imagine a, a, a theatre audience with a thousand people in it. So yeah. everybody stand up, and then you, you do that to the whole, and then like 998 people sit down. There's two left standing in Kettleborough now. Now clock to um, your know, happy birthday, everybody sing happy birthday to these two. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's th- a great way to win over yeah, the crowd. Isn't it? A, it, it's a great icebreaker. Yeah, uh, and speaking uh, for, of the theatre, of course,
0: you aren't doing theater we yeah yeah, yeah apparently,
1: t- apparently so I'm doing this little sort of um, slot at the German Street theater yeah. I think it's 23rd of June Sunday the 23rd of June it'll be great um, it's going to be a lot of fun actually I mean what's interesting is over the years because I've, I've done a lot of coaching and teaching and presenting and developing uh, several years I was a good friend of mine is actually a comedian on on um, on, on TV I won't embarrass him by, by saying who it is but um, we, we met once in London and we were having a late night curry after he'd done a show at the uh, at the Comedy Store in Chinatown. And he said, how's your day been? And I'd been at the Cumberland Hotel doing a um, a speech in the afternoon, like a keynote. I said, oh, kind, kind of a tough crowd today. <laughs> and he went, you, you have no idea. You don't what? know what a tough crowd is unless he you said, look, stand he said, up. He said, until you've been in Sunderland, yeah. upstairs in a pub, to a room full of 50 pissed Geordies who've all paid a quid for you to make them laugh all night. He said, you haven't got a clue what a tough crowd is. You don't have the beginning of an idea. And he said, you should do a stand-up course, mate. And I went, well, yeah. And after that, every time I saw him, he kept nagging. Have you done a stand-up course? Have you done a stand-up course? Have you done a stand-up course? And I'm like, well, no. no." And I looked at one, and he suggested a guy called Logan, Logan Murray. And uh, a bit of an advocate for you, Logan, here,
0: but... Uh, Logan normally did he them. He wants to advertise. He can pay like yeah. everybody else. But but
1: but no, no, normally Logan Logan doesn't like over over a ten to twelve week period, and it's like one one night a week. And I, I could never commit that amount of time off, or, or guarantee that I could get them all. And then a few years ago, he did this Easter weekend, uh, where we did a four dayer, really sort of concentrated. And I thought brilliant. That's perfect. I'll go. So I went and did it. And uh, you do this training, and on, on the Sunday, on on the Monday night, uh, you do. A five uh, five minute routine in front of a room full of paying people, mm. and it's awesome. It really took me out of my comfort zone because when I'm Shutter like speaking it. like this, or if I'm talking about therapy on a stage or anything like that, and I've been on stage with Paul, um, co-hosting events and things like that, so I was, I was used, used to big audiences. It's not a problem. Yeah, I've done the Hammersmith Apollo. We did Wembley once. That was great. Wembley moment. Hello Wembley. <laughs> have my have my bono moment. So nowhere so. big. Then, so Kevin. so no, that, that, that just was just Wembley. That You're was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just, just ticking a few little boxes on the way. But, no, that that, that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Uh, but at the end of it, I've got such an adrenaline rush. It's like, I want to go back home now. Really? What, yeah, I'm going, I'll, it's I'll, weird because I, do, I'll, I'll I do
0: one-man shows, and uh, I love it. I like doing it, and the moment it's finished, I switch off. Yeah. That's it. I, I do not get that. Post show, people come. Oh, you must be feeling great. Mm, yeah, no, yeah. no, thank you very much. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just the, when, I, when
1: I used to do therapy trainings, I was the same. People so "Oh, you must be feeling really good." Oh, I've just done my job.
0: Really that's yeah. exactly I, how I view yeah, it, and I think that's the only way you that, stay yeah. sane. Oh, is that it's yeah. my yeah. job, no, and Double I love it.
2: doing it. But when I'm not doing it, yeah. I'm just
0: me, and I'm just
2: yeah. sort of quiet. I think, I think a lot of people forget that, don't they? That this is their job, and they and a lot of people forget. There's also a lot of preamble as well, isn't there? You don't like if the show starts at twelve, you don't show up at. 11.59 well, do you and walk the, on stage at no. 12. No, no because sh-
0: you spent months yeah. writing a one and a half hour show. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. takes yeah. months and months and months and weeks of walking the dog and rehearsing <laughs> rehearsing, rehearsing rehearsing in your head until yeah, you've yeah. got it kind well, of packed.
1: It is it's like you know I have this thing you know everything that everybody does has some level of importance. Mm. I mean I'm glad that somebody you know empties the bins.
0: No uh, because totally. Because if they didn't.
1: Mm. Totally. Well, it would be a bit of a mess, you know. Do you judge people, Kevin?
0: No, no. No, 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 no. Let me finish the sentence because you didn't know where I was going with that. Is I judge people. If I'm, uh, if somebody says, we'll have lunch, we'll have a meeting over lunch, which I don't like. I like a meeting or lunch. I actually Mm. don't like combining the two because you're not really enjoying the lunch because it's a business meeting. And I'd rather it was in an office and I say cheerio than I can go and have lunch by myself. Um, That's just me. The way that they treat the waiting staff is how I judge them. And if they're rude, what I was saying is, if they're rude to them, I think, you know, you're not a nice person. No. That's, that's no, no. because, you know, they can't answer yeah. back. Well, well, them
1: one well. of my things that I have in... I actually posted it on LinkedIn today. Um, is, um, you know, when you see the way people behave, like, in a world where you can be anything,
2: just, just be kind. Now, the, the, but what about if there are things that have affected that someone that makes them? I behave a certain way. Yeah.
1: No. No. I get that. Uh, several years ago, uh, again, I had, um, I, 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 had a couple of, I was diagnosed with a brain tumour. It's it, it's okay. It's, um, it's what they call an acoustic neuroma, um, so it's benign. But it it, it, it presses on my um, eighth cranial nerve, and sometimes I wake up in the morning completely deaf. Like I'm it's a bit of a Russian roulette. Wow. I'm like for about three hours, and all of a sudden, boom! My ears just explode. Like, I can hear everything. Um, like. Hy- it's from hy- nothing to everything. Hyperacoustic, like really quickly in like two seconds, it's like they they kind of go pop and then whoa, and that's because the, the there's a, a splice of the uh, neuroma presses occasionally on the eighth cranial nerve depending on whatever I don't know, um, and. Um, while I was undergoing some treatment, I was on quite high dose steroids. Some of them mm-hmm. injected occasionally, actually mm-hmm. into 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 the site of the cr- kind of corona. Oh, and when I when I was on high dose steroids, I became quite aggressive, yeah, yeah, you know, hostile, you know, and yep. just just not nice. And when I came off the steroids, I actually told the, my my social media I go, "Okay, uh, I'm off the steroids." And I said, "Well, thank God for that. We'll get you back." I went, what do you mean, she went, Well, mm. you, you've been a bit of an arse at times. Broid rage. As, yeah, as, uh, and yeah. Um, I went, really? Uh, yeah, I went, oh, okay. Because uh, sometimes you're po- posting things and it's not you, and people didn't identify with it as me. So I actually got my diary out and I went back over the three years and looked at when I was going for these uh, courses of injections and then looking back at my social media feed and I had to go on social media and apologise to people, saying, I'm sorry for being such a dick. Uh, in the, in those periods of time, because, because
2: I really was, you know, and you know, yeah, that, uh, but that that's not me. You're going through know? a rough time still. You're not doing but, this for you know yeah. your own fun. You're taking these steroids because you needed to. So there is some. But it's terrifying, James. The effect that they can. Yeah. I've yeah. seen I've seen it with other
0: people, and you think you what the hell's happened to you? But yeah. boy, oh boy, you've disappeared. Mm. And, this and yeah you, know, and, and you, so. you, you put like two stone on in six weeks like <sighs>
1: which you, has uh, got to come off and I'm, I'm doing everest base camp in september october I say suppose. that again
0: i'm doing everest base camp that's so. what i thought you said but you've <laughs> yeah. got to explain it you can't just <laughs> drop um, that in imagine. the conversation Kevin
1: no yeah I, I, need, I need a target to get fit we did kilimanjaro some years ago that that was that was interesting that was good fun um and then we just decided i was going to go last year but i got
2: you say, you say it so casually, oh I just did Kilimanjaro
1: I, 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 I got smacked down with a virus last last year so I couldn't do it so this oh. year I'm, I'm going uh, September, October which is a good time of the year to go and it's my 60th year and I just want to do something to kind of you know, mark it a little bit. And, I, I use know. the
0: escalators on the tube, that's, that's, that's yeah. me done I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Very quick question before we go to an ad break is this Let's come back to Paul McKenna just for a second, mm-hmm. if I may. Uh, I know Paul pretty well. We worked together at Capital. And, in fact, we were on the phone the other day having a chin chat. He, one day, uh, we were doing – it was our Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner, I can't remember, at radio, uh, Capital Radio. And uh, he tried to hypnotise all the gang. Yeah. And some of the people went under immediately. Yeah. And I happened <laughs> to be sitting next to, to Chris Tarrant. And Chris and I got the terrible giggles as we usually do and nothing we felt and i mm. wanted to but i just want to stress mm. kevin that i wanted to i wanted to experience what it would be like yeah. Not, i felt absolutely nothing and i was looking around and other people were just going down like nine pins mm. and what is that
2: <laughs> two elements. A big question no no
1: no two, two elements is what there's one element called the critical factor Uh, one is that some people are so left brain so analytical that to try and bypass what they call the critical factor is extremely difficult especially in an impromptu situation like that Um, there are other things called snap inductions where you can literally get somebody's hand and snap them into a hypnotic transfer because you you get in the brain something called a PGO spike that fires off Um, so you have a very short window uh, of reactive time to to drop somebody into a trance really quickly and that 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 can work again not every time uh, but but sometimes uh, but all, otherwise some, other times people sort of will come out of a trance and go well I didn't feel hypnotised well no because you spend most of your life in a state of hypnosis
2: yeah and um, I just want to know based on your years of practice like. Which personality types um, easily get hypnotized? And you can't put it down.
1: The, the, I, I don't do the archetype model. There are 7.7 billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. 7.7 individuals. Um, so I, I never bracket people in archetypes or in, in segmentation like that. Uh, you can get somebody who will come in and go, I don't believe I can be hypnotized. No, I'm really Talking sure about, about I,
2: personality types, the Mixed prize test, we'll carry on this conversation. It'll be very interesting, but right after this ad break. Okay.
1: You're listening to Mainland Radio Station
2: with
0: And indeed they do. I'm Russ Kane. I'm in conversation with Kevin Lay. Uh, Riding the deck is James Blake, boy wonder producer. And Dennis is looking after all our social media you can uh, join in the conversation simply on Facebook live um, just just go on Facebook live and you'll see what
2: Facebook.com forward slash mens radio STN and you can join in the conversation and chat to the lovely Dennis and yeah and speaking of which we've already got um, Steve Harris um, Steve says um, hello to everyone Hi, Steve. Uh, thanks for this thing Steve that was it? Yeah. Oh, hi, Steve. Thank <laughs> I you. I, th- I thought it was going to be like... Uh, I thought what? that was a question, yeah. I thought
0: that was... Is my name Steve Harris? Well, yes, it is. Stephen. Yes, it is. Right. Kevin Leib. When yeah. we met... <clears throat> excuse moi. Uh, when we met o- over coffee, you uh, gave me two techniques. Um, three techniques, actually. And I started to... Uh, Employ them. Oh, the Angle one. The, I've started yeah, to yeah. employ them now. You, you, uh, this not being uh, television, but you can watch it on Facebook Live. Uh, but we, we'll try and talk you through it. The first one was, um, it was it was absolutely fascinating. You said to me, "Do you?" I'm going to paraphrase it because I just want mm-hmm. you to know the impact that it had on me. Yeah. Okay, uh, Howard, of course. Thanks, you God, but uh, you know I'm, I'm slightly more cynical. But you said, "Do you get angry?" I went, well, "Do I get angry?" Yes, I am. I am like, yes, I am Michael Douglas and falling down. That is how yes! I live my life. Yes, yes, I, get angry. <laughs> yes, I do get angry. Uh, and you said, um, "Well, I would try this. Think of something that makes you angry." I did. Somebody owed me a fortune, and uh, you th- uh, th- talk me through the technique because it, it was extraordinary. And play along at home. I'll yeah, yeah And yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Get, I want, I want James and Dennis mm-hmm. to do the same yeah, thing. So, try James, this. James, just think of me; you'll get angry straight away. <laughs> Dennis, I don't know. Think of a bad Trash fashion. Tape. In your case, think of bad yeah. fashion that'll make you very angry because Dennis is always immaculate. Right. Just,
1: just, just to kind of pre-run into it, the, the, this whole psychosensory techniques and principles, and I actually call them techniques and principles. It's not therapy because it's too quick. You can't call something that can knock something out in one second therapy. It, it, it can't be. It's a technique based on principles. And what I did was I put my engineer's mindset onto emotional issues and thought, oh, okay, there's, a, there's what they call an epistemology, a structure, a sequence before you get the end emotion. And if we back-engineer that to the origin point, like if I don't want the car engine to turn over, I disconnect the battery, mm-hmm. then... Uh, what if we could do that with with certain emotions? And um, I found out about some other stuff later, but I thought, well, okay, well, what's required as a caveman? Because our limbic brain, our our caveman brain is 200,000 years old, and it's not changed in all that period of time. We've got this new prefrontal neocortex that has developed where we've got the rational cognitive thinking and the executive thinking processes. But our survival mechanism in what keeps us alive, which is what our brain is primed to do more than anything else, keep us alive, um, that's not changed in 200,000 years. Some say 195 if you want to be pedantic, but it's, it's a long time. And um, I thought, well, okay, what's required to be angry? And the requirement of anger is clenched fists and gritted teeth to be able to show to somebody get away from my kid, get away from my property, get away from me. That's what we do. We adopt this posture. And there's not only me thinking about this, there's a guy called Professor Kessler that's doing a thing called, um, um, what's he called it? Evolutionary medicine, um, which, which is kind of his take on it. And so I, I thought, well, okay, well, what if we did something like this? Because one of the acupuncture points for anger is along this finger here. And I thought, okay, well, what if we push the little finger down like so that? So you're
0: holding your little finger. So I'm
1: holding my little finger down like this. And while I'm holding it down, I'm pushing my little finger away from my, my ring finger.
2: Is there any reason you're doing it on uh, No, no, a no, just because that's
1: my dominant hand okay. and I'm, I'm doing it. But it works on both. So if I push my finger down like that and then try and get angry, I can't. You literally can't do it. If you relax your jaw slightly, do what I call the brucey, so you push your jaw slightly forward, you can't clench your teeth.
2: <laughs> We're all sitting here now. And, like and, and, t- and if you <laughs> can't
1: push your thing, if you can't clench your fist and you can't clench your teeth, you can't do anger the signal actually goes back through into the brain part of the dent- part of the brain called the dentate gyrus then through the cingulate gyrus into the amygdala the amygdala is the thing that fires fires off the um anger response and it says you don't have the capacity to display anger therefore you can't be under threat
0: you can't do anger it turns it off bingo now, See, when when i did it and it's i pure we, logic. we did it in a cafe yeah yeah uh, one of howard's favorites and um I, I thought of someone that I absolutely loathe, that I, uh, I used to have business connections with, who just drove me up the pole a long time ago, but just thinking about this particular person makes me furious. And the effect on me was this, and it, it, it's weird to try and explain, but I hope I'm explaining it correctly, Kevin Lay, is I could see, picture his horrible face and picture him, but I, my emotion was disconnected in other words my stomach wasn't getting clenched yeah. and i didn't want to smash him in the face yeah. as i always live in desperate fear that if i see him in the street i would do yeah. so I, I it wasn't like i was switched off but no. i couldn't engage it creates a state the, of uh, yeah it
1: creates a that sta- was it it creates a state it. of what a, a client of mine once called i can't be bothered to be bothered about being bothered yeah which I, I I is, a, gra- which is yeah. a great place to be and it's not you don't care it's just you learn to have an understanding, a wisdom that it actually doesn't matter.
2: You kind of let it go, don't you? You just sort of like yes. yeah.
0: I would be fascinated. If you, for those of you listening now, uh, it would be absolutely brilliant if you go onto our Facebook Live. What is that again, James? Just do the thing
2: Facebook.com forward slash men's radio
0: STN. Okay. So if you do that and just try the exercise that Kevin Lay has just explained to you, I would be just fascinated to know. What you think, and if it works works for you, and, and, and let us know. Just just write write down. That would be yeah. great. And no gags. I don't. Please don't go gags. I'm, I'm serious. I want you, I want to know if this really works. Cool. Works for you. Works for me. Works for everyone in the room. Yeah. Did it yeah. work
2: for you? I didn't even ask. Dennis, did it work yeah. for you? I think it's um the same principle with like um you know that famous psychology experiment where you put um a pen between your mouth. And you grin, you smile. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, no, I don't. Yeah, well, well come on. Don't yeah, not there, well, throw uh, uh, that one
1: no, in. Now, Richard Wiseman <laughs> has done these like really fast things. Yeah, Richard I, I love Richard's stuff. Was my lecturer. And if you put okay. a pencil in your mouth, it forces your mouth to smile. Right. And again, this goes back to Paul Ekman's theory that our face is a representation, is representing what's happening in our brain. Mm. Now, this is an interesting one. And again, the... I love the way this stuff kind of just kind of drops out of the cosmos or the universe or whatever you want to call it in, into my head. Sometimes I've been reading Paul Ekman's book Unmasking the Face, where he goes through these theories again about you know the the face being a, a representation of what's going on in the brain, uh, our, our emotion. That's why when you're in a conversation with somebody and you know for a the instant they stop listening, you just know. Oh, you do know. They're still looking at you. They're still looking at the you know engaged, look as though they're at But the you know, how do you how do you know that? Because there's nothing that logically, cognitively, you could mark off. Well, well, but their it, eyes change. Yeah, It's what down, we right. call micro exp- uh, micro expression reading. Uh, you know, when you said to some something to somebody and they smile, but you know there's that look of contempt mm-hmm. underneath it. You, you just Welcome know. to my world, everybody. Yeah, but but you know it's there so
2: it's that look isn't it yeah right? it's just yeah, like mm, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah so we kind of know so I, I i'd read this thing now <laughs> i'd also read um a swedish paper from from Bern about a month before where they've been injecting people into the frown element um with botox so freezing it so yeah. they literally couldn't
0: frown and when people couldn't frown those that had depression or suffered from depression had less depression in which case, everybody in Los Angeles should be the happiest people on the planet. Uh, well, well... But uh, they don't seem to be. This well, I, really, prob- this I prob- really
2: believe in, though, the power of, like, just smiling. And well, this, being, th- th- th-
1: this, this is what's interesting. I then have a friend of mine who's a farmer, he's a potato farmer, and I I, I spoke to him because, you know, he, he can moan a little bit. And I sort of said, well, tell me some stuff that you moaned about now. And he went, yeah, OK. And I said, OK, now, I just wanted to assume... That I've not heard a word of. I want you to tell me again, but this time I want you to raise your eyebrows. So you lift your eyebrows up while you're telling me. I said, now tell me about all the bad stuff. And he couldn't. He couldn't tell you? He couldn't tell me.
0: Because if you raise your eyebrows, you can't be depressed. Yeah, but you, I could still communicate I, I still look I'm raising my eyebrows. Yeah. Now, I can say uh, tw- nearly twenty one years ago I had a huge car crash that really smashed my back you up. You get
1: depressed about it
0: though, while uh, you're your Well overall. I've got over it. What yeah. can I do? I had to learn to walk.
1: And the reason well, now I was fascinated by this and I tested it on a few people and it worked every time. They they literally couldn't tell you about their depressive state. Or well, they could, but they actually couldn't associate the emotion with it. Hmm. It did it, it it was incongruent it just didn't work so i then thought oh, this is fascinating i then get an email from a colleague of mine a couple of weeks later said you should have a look at this paper from a guy called professor cheng from the university of warwick that's done a study on people where if they raise the eyebrows And they do blood tests for uh, for serotonin, dopamine Mm. and cortisol and all all the other hormones. They found that they they produce less um, stress and depression hormones. And what he put it down to, because they've done some studies and scans, is the lateral and medial orbital frontal cortex in the brain going to direct conflict with each other. So you can't show a surprised face. Which is what that is, or look surprised and be depressed at the same time. The brain can't do
2: it. If <laughs> you look the around, the brain lift, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm
0: looking at James and thinking of all the producers we could have got. I'm re- My eyebrows are raised. Yeah. F- I'm going to tell you so about, about Joe now. No.
1: I was, I was, I was no. in Costa the other day and I saw a girl. You know this habit where they put their eyebrows on. And the wrong place. And I said to her, You you painted your eyebrows on really high. Yeah, she looked surprised. <laughs> um, sorry, Couldn't resist
0: that one, Ke- Kevin. Anyway. Another you technique. Have, another you've ta- done
2: forty minutes of like
0: pure science. Yeah, but don't brilliant. forget he did a stand-up course. Yeah, that little He bit of did that. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Try I'm well, here it, all week. Try the chicken. Yeah, right, Kevin. There was another technique you did, um, which was, um, and I've used this as as, as well because I'm under a lot of stress at the moment. There's a lot of going on um and you've seen my team so you're beginning to you know <laughs> have sympathy um <clears throat> that are uh, holding your thumb
1: yeah yeah if you if, now, if talk, if, talk if, us through that if you squeeze your thumb
0: oh, Is it this i've been doing uh, it the wrong well, way well you know you can do it that way okay. you can do it anyway so now, just now, grab your
1: thumb if you grab home. your thumb what happens is if you say to me think about something that you can worry about that you can ruminate about normally now mm-hmm. squeeze your thumb okay mm-hmm. now 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 try and ruminate about it now try and worry about it
0: hmm well,
2: I can still, I'm still a little bit anxious about Is, uh, that. That's
1: anxiety. That's, the difference. that's anxiety, a different Think about anxiety. Squeeze your second finger. Oh, you're hang not on a minute. I can't keep no, up. No, naughty finger. Naughty okay. Finger, okay. Oh, the naughty finger. Squeeze the naughty so finger. Right. That's the anxiety finger. Squeeze the naughty finger. Should
2: that okay. weeks ago. Now, tr- now, now, try and get anxious. Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. A little bit more like. Yeah. No, try and get the anxiety back. Easy flowing. Well it's hard I'll give yeah, you a yeah yeah it's hard yeah, it's, it's kind of more like, distant it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so definitely yeah. Like all the, right the so to be clear because yeah. I, yeah. I, yes. I, I fair, i've been doing right.
0: this right how, how tricky could this be what an idiot i am right so your little finger it what no your thumb oh, Start yeah, yeah, again, yeah your thumb for is thumb. Your thumb. for your
1: thumb. your thumb is the thumb is for worry so if you worry or you ruminate about things or you if catastrophize you squeeze your thumb if you have fear it's your first finger so you squeeze your first finger finger for fear your second finger is for anxiety. That one. the When you're the, flipping the bird and the yeah, driver. The, the naughty <laughs> Not finger. That I would, yeah.
0: Okay. But it's anxiety. If you've
1: got fear and anxiety, squeeze them both. Do what I call the gun barrel and then Ooh, squeeze them both. That'll be me. Um, so you squeeze them both. And then this, you just kind of chill out. This little one, you push down because it just disables your ability to make a fist. Um, and if you squeeze your third finger,
2: which is this one, it negates sadness see it's funny i feel like i do some of this already but subconsciously yeah totally like i feel like if i'm sitting there all i all i'm doing is
1: co- all i'm doing is codifying what mother nature's already done mm. she's way smarter than any of us you know or if you think about all the pharmaceutical industry all pharmaceutical industry is is designing around what mother nature's already given us
0: well i went to uh, a lecture by deepak chopra who shaped period of my life yeah. i have to say and he said something which stuck with me uh, forever uh, his lecture i think i, I mentioned to you it was a two-hour lecture at the royal geographical society not one note in front of him and he took us into areas of physics that were so complicated yet he took carried us with him i mean mm. you, you wouldn't think so especially me uh, and he said you know the brain is the greatest pharmaceutical supply in in the world That's well, it. well think about it do we need drugs? Now, sorry,
1: pharmaceutical industry. Do we need drugs? Oh, yeah. Occasionally, if I get a really banging headache, I'll take a Nurofen. Um But most of the time, I, I can knock it out myself. Um, but if I, if it's a quick thing, I'll take a Nurofen. Or if I've had too much brandy, and that's my fault, um, then, then I, I I'll take a Nurofen. If you think about it, every receptor in the body that we have for a drug, okay, already has to be there. So all the pharmaceutical industry are uh, is recreating something that we can produce internally anyway otherwise there wouldn't be a
2: receptor for well, it isn't 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 that what all these that is literally what all these drugs do right they just release the synapses yeah, don't yeah. they they just yeah. like manually override it and go if you have a headache your yeah. brain needs to do this yeah. so it's one of those things I'm really fascinated in because it's like if yeah. you could train so your you, brain so
1: you, you have all the pharmacology and all the pharmaceuticals within you already yeah now the, the little figure of 8 forehead thing oh,
0: now explain is, that because that's a terrific
1: thing yeah, I'm sorry I,
0: you, <laughs> we, we, I was <laughs> excited to Have Kevin Lay in the studio. We, we can literally, honestly,
1: got, got people, people listening to it. Honestly, d- d- just do this, do yourself a huge favor. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this technique and then I'll, I'll tell you the science behind it and why it works. You literally get, take two fingers and you put it in. And again, I did this by observing. I was sat in Regent's Park feeding the squirrels one, one November about five years ago, and there was a lady either on the bench down or two benches down from me, had a kid who was about four or five kicking off. He was going batshit. She grabbed him, pulled him onto her lap, and she started stroking his forehead like this, and he calmed down like super quick. Now, I'm a people watcher, you know. The police called it voyeurism, but that's their (laughs) thing, not mine. Anyway. So I, I, I'm kind of obs- and So I start doing this as well and thinking, oh, that's quite nice, yeah. And I started to feel really calm really quickly. I then started to just let my fingers kind of wander where they want to do it. And I started, to, they, they ended up in this figure of eight, what we call a lemniscate, the, the infinity shape going across like this on the forehead. And I started to notice I felt really chilled and very relaxed. I thought nothing more about it, but I started to incorporate it into my, you know, i was feeling a bit, oh, it's not and I enjoyed it I was then even even
2: just doing it now I do feel like soothing I I, I was at
1: a dinner a few months later and I was chatting to a friend of mine well he's actually a friend of my ex's um, who's a neurosurgeon and I showed him the technique because he was asking what I've been doing I said I've just found this technique and he said to me "So well you know what you're doing don't you And I'm like, not really, no, (laughs) it just feels nice. He went, well, okay. He said, what's happening when you're touching this point here? And this is from, bearing in mind, this is a consultant neurosurgeon. Okay, he says, you're touching the third eye point. And my brain kind of went, Mm -hmm. you know that language? And went, yeah we, we just don't talk about it he said but of course we understand it so it's a near vedic point as well he said by by touching this point here and then by moving around it like this he said you're stimulating the pineal gland which is right in the center of the brain it's a tiny little uh, pine um pine shaped sort of um process right in the center of the brain some most protective part of the brain very very important And when you stimulate the pineal gland that activates the pituitary gland, the pituitary gland will release hormones. And the prime hormone that it will release when you're doing a stroking, same when you stroke a dog or you stroke a Mm. cat or somebody gives you a hug, you release oxytocin. He said, when you release lots of oxytocin, he said, it takes over all of the cells in your body. Now, it's a nanopeptide, so it's got a much stronger bonding capacity than cortisol. So if cortisol tries to come into your system, the stress hormone, it's got nowhere to go because all the receptor sites have been taken up. Now, if somebody runs in the room with a knife or a gun or, or there's danger, you'll dump it all and you're going to fall fight or flight. So it doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you unsafe. Uh, however, when you just try and get stressed, you can't. And it's the coolest thing. Now, the, the, the other things about oxytocin are it's an anti-inflammatory. Now, all disease begins with inflammation. It also releases nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a vasodilator, so your blood pressure reduces. It also stimulates something called vagal tone. The vagus nerve is the wandering nerve uh, which runs from the base of the uh, cerebellum right the way through the body. It touches every organ in your body up until your intestine. So it's a very, very powerful nerve and you get what they call a better or an improved vagal tone. So you're just healthier in general. Um, And it's the simplest of technique and it takes 30 seconds max so you put your two fingers in the middle of your forehead. middle so, of your foot so all, all you guys here we go here we go so i'm going to ask you to close your eyes but just trace that figure of eight shape while you do it and i'll just count slowly from one to twenty one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 17, 18, 19, 20, and start Open your eyes. Try and get stressed about anything now.
2: Well, I, it, I'm, I'm very, asleep, yeah, you know. I'm very uh, relaxed. That's, yeah, that's, just like very, uh, very it's relaxed. It's extraordinary. You Again, like if you, work, you did it, if you can't. did
0: this listening at home, don't do it in the car for God's sake, you're yeah. going to switch to a lamppost. But if you did it at home and it worked, let us know on Facebook Live because well, we're, we're at it Facebook.com
2: right forward slash mens radio STN thank you relax. Appar-
1: apparently, <laughs> apparently it doesn't work on trolls but hey there you go, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go.
0: can I get into the, there is one oh yeah no, I have another question no. I got. you know we could talk all day but um, uh, how can you try and release more serotonin
1: uh, same thing, uh, along with the oxytocin, serotonin automatically gets produced. Sorry, um, if you did the figure of eight. Yeah, if you did a figure of eight, I okay. yeah. Um good. Or, literally, just think happy thoughts. Because the brain can't tell the difference between what is real and what's imagined. So if you're imagining that you're having a great time and the world's happy, and then your world is. You know, Shakespeare, there is nothing good or bad other than thinking makes it so. Nice quote. That that's you know, come on. Shakespeare knew this back in the day. You know, yeah, there is nothing the good. There is nothing good or bad other than thinking makes it. Why certain. is it? If you think your brain goes where it focuses. So yeah. if, you, if you if you're focusing on on, on misery and gr- then you, you're going to feel grumpy and miserable. It, it, it
0: mm-hmm. is. You know, I mean, some people are energy vampires, uh, and you you, just, you can't wait to get out of their company because you think God you know you're just exhausted and it's just negative and, and some people you feel gr- even better if you've been in a good mood you feel yeah. even better after you've left and you think that was terrific well, you know, whether it was a meeting or lunch why is it Kevin lay that and so many people do this you know you you wake up three or four in the morning and you don't lie in bed thinking do you know, I've done this, I've achieved that, this is all good, Am i like a great kid? You lie there and you just think of all the crap things that you've done, the bad mistakes that you've done, the things that you're angry with yourself yeah. about. Why is it that? Why do we not wake up and go, do you know what, life's pretty damn good. Yeah. Why, why don't we do be, that? Be,
1: because we get conditioned into it. There, there's a thing called Hebb's Law, what fires together, wires together. So the more you think of a a, a problem, and then you think of it again. It's like a, a thin piece of string, and then you put another thin piece of string next to it. Then and then they're wrapped together. And eventually, that you get this big thick rope of negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can, if you can stop that at night time, there's a process called synaptic pruning that occurs when we're in uh, when we're in deep sort of REM sleep. And what happens then is those. Unused things die back. That's why the anger one is so good because two or three days of doing what we call a pattern interrupt and turning off the anger, the brain goes, I actually don't get angry anymore, or I get less angry less often. Is it like so, you, just, you slowly start to yeah, disassociate it, with it. So it yeah. kind of it kind of dies back. You know the the, the 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 process that fires off the anger just isn't. Be- as accessible so it dies off organically so in three or four days you become organically less angry so you're not managing the anger and it's the same with all these other thoughts i mean and again it's 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 what you tell yourself you know life's a story you know what do you tell i have this thing where and yeah, i have what i call a a a success sandwich every day now my success sandwich is i wake up in the morning and i kind of go made it
0: Oh, me too. Oh, I that, do that.
1: No, that's fine. Now, yeah, m- now that, my, yeah. my friend Richard, my friend Richard Wilkins, is, uh, you should get him on the show at some point. I'll, I'll give it. Has this thing where he puts his elbows out and he goes, No wood. No wood. And if you can't feel it, he's
0: not in the coffin. Uh, so <laughs> not what you meant you So, so, so yeah. mutty little. So producer. he puts his elbows out this and kind of goes, leave <laughs> that room. This no wood.
1: Not in the <laughs> coffin. He said, So my, my my first thing every morning is made it. Yeah, you know, I open my eyes, made it, here I am. That's kinda cool. The next thing I do is literally just check down what okay, the the bed's dry. That's awesome, because when I have my kidney issues, the bed will always dry when I woke up, yeah. and it's like, oh, that, that's a drag, you know, I'm gonna change the bed. Um, and you know, you know side effects, so that's a great start to any day. I then, at the end of the day, before I go to bed, ask myself a question, very simple question, have I learned anything today? And the answer is always yes. So my first sandwich is I wake up in the morning, hey, that's a good start to any day, and, and the bed is dry. That's kind of cool. At the end of the day, have I learnt something? And I'm madly on YouTube all the time. I, I don't watch TV. And, you know, I it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I watch I'm, less and less. I'm careful with my, what I call my diet. I'll talk about diet in a second. And, and everything in between that is just filling. So what do I fill my day? With? It doesn't matter. As long as I start the day of success, and I finish, that's my success sandwich every day. As long as I've eaten a success sandwich every day, that's kind of cool. There's, there's some rubbish on in the middle, um, but again, you know, we've got to be careful as human beings now because your diet isn't just what you eat. Your diet is who you associate with. Is, is your job it's what you watch on TV good content it, it's, you it's, digest. It's, it's, it's what you read yeah. it, it's everything you absorb it's everything that is going into your body besides food and drink that's your diet and like you were saying you know there are certain people that when they walk into a room the room lights up there are certain people when they walk out of a room the room lights up yes. that that that's the people that if you're aware of them avoid them if, if you can avoid them
0: you know uh, you're absolutely right so if we wake up by the way, uh this is Kevin Lay in case you're thinking this is great I'd like to know more. German Street Theatre which is duh in German Street uh in Central London. Kevin will be doing uh the first of, we hope a series of shows we're really uh Howard James and I are very excited about this. It's in June, do we say 20? 23rd, Sunday the 23rd. Of Sunday June. the 23rd of June, German Street Theatre, uh, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely terrific. We haven't come on to uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome we haven't got time but i'm hoping you're going to come i'll come back and do that Uh, that that would be that that would be that would be great because that is a huge huge issue
1: i'm actually glad you call it a syndrome because it is not a disorder it's actually a post-traumatic stress injury it's an injury rather than a disorder and like any injury, it can be fixed relatively quickly and relatively simply.
0: That is, when you discussed that over coffee, I was absolutely astounded. But it's not something for a short conversation because that, in itself, no, is at that? least thirty-minute chat. Yeah. Kevin Lay, thank. You. If people want to know more about you, by the way, how do they? How do they? Uh... Oh, I'm hard to get a hold of.
1: <laughs> no, honestly, just 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 Google Kevin Lay. You, you'll you'll find L A Y E. Uh, L A Y E. Uh, there's um, YouTube clips on there. Uh, which you can look at. You can go on my site, kevinlay.co.uk.
0: Just hunt me down. Don't, yeah. don't, don't say that to our listeners. They, they probably will. Uh, Kevin Lay, thank you so much. It's been an absolute been pleasure. A pleasure. It's been great. Uh, and We you. will be with our next guest after this break. You're listening to Russ Kane on men, Men's Radio
1: Station where men really talk. Oh.